We're going. We're ready. It's time for the podcast. Let's do this. Look at you. This is so weird. Why? Because it's a change of venue. We're doing this in a different studio. I feel like we got upgraded. This is the Art and Span Show podcast. I would agree. I think the microphones in here are a little bit better, even though they're jankier than the original microphone that's supposed to be in here. Yep, we got salespeople still bothering us at the door. Come on in. Come We're on already. in, Clark. Come We're on. Already. May as well. Yeah, come on, come on in. in. We moved studios, so we wouldn't have to deal with little imbeciles like you. <laughs> this is the Yarn Span Show. Check it out. Remember, we're on New Q Sundays every Sunday morning from 6 to 10 doing new music and local music. But we are available on all podcast formats and directories. So if you yep. can get a podcast, you can listen to the Art and Span Show worldwide. That's right. And it's brought to you by our good friends at Charlotte Shoe Repair. Charlotte Shoe Repair. He still doesn't stop that. That's the thing. <laughs> it's absolutely good. Uh, Clark, you, you wanted to come in here. You wanted to say something. Yeah, what's up, Clark? I like your haircut. Thank you. He is, see, and that's called a segue because we're going to talk about the haircut that's, after we That is the lamest segue it ever. It was a great segue because the people can totally see that Clark was at the window that pointing. Was just begging for, pointing that was just begging for someone to talk begging about your hair. Attention. Yes. <laughs> yep. But it's uh, brought to you by Charlotte Shoe Repair. Big shout out to Travis who just uh, got himself a monster elk. And that was a pretty awesome yes, story. Yes, he did. Oh, you my should, God. You should go in there just to listen to Travis tell the story of him tracking down this elk because Eight it's amazing. years in the making yeah. to happen almost by accident. Accident? Accident. <laughs> what just happened? Span broke for a second, and he never breaks. Clark, you had mentioned uh, as Span was when we went to Charlotte Shoe Repair last week, uh, Span had mentioned... Uh, he was like, what are they talking about brain matter for? And I tried explaining to to Span about how when you kill an animal, you have to get rid of the brain, and you have to get rid of the brain matter, and it's actually like waste. Like it's considered not, uh, what is it, not biohazard by any means, but... No, I think it is a biohazard yeah, because it gets, it gets infected, in and if it gets infected, it can infect not only the meat, but mm -hmm. I think... Well, if they're concerned about the brain matter of a dead animal, that means whatever happens in that brain can be transferred over the air, which yes. means other things can get tainted. Yeah. And he had mentioned like the whole process of that. And I just saw uh, Span turned like a different shade for a second because I could tell it was something that you had never heard before. And I'm new to it, too, in the sense of I don't know how they do it, but I found out you take it to a taxidermist. They get the brain out of there and they give the skull back to you or you just take a hose and you you yeah, you too. open up you shoot the skull open yeah and then you just use a hose to spray the brain matter out of the brain that's how they do it up in the great north <laughs> lord have mercy yeah all right like when he i talked don't want to take up any more of your time when he talked about wanna... field dressing it alone that was enough to weird me out yeah it's definitely something that uh it, it's different you know we talked on the last podcast uh talked about uh, like my hunting experience and how usually when you cut the deer open, I would always get sick. I would get nauseous because it's the warmth and it's like that smell. And then I remember when I shot my first deer and I cut it open and I smell, I didn't get sick. And it was almost like a, Realizing that I had no other choice but to gut this because my dad was forcing me to. So yeah, it was, but it was something that that everyone should experience once, and it's uh, it was awesome when when Travis was telling the story about him getting that elk. It made the hair on the back of my neck stand up because it's like I know that feeling. They had a video on Facebook recently too of a ten year old kid who shot a buck for the first time, and he started like because he was hyperventilating because it's such a it's such an experience. And uh, it's cool to hear. It's your first murder. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to put it bluntly, yeah, and it's not accidental, which usually, you know. Yeah, you know, stomping on bugs doesn't quite have the right. same feel of, like, right. stopping Bambi in his tracks. Yeah, it's definitely something that, man, I think... I, I just uh, watching that video and then hearing Travis's story. It's like, man, I can't wait for November. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody, get out there and buy your hunting licenses. Yeah, make sure that you get your license too. That's really important. Um, but- Isn't there a finite number of deer tags you can get in order to get deer? Like, let's say you want to shoot a stag. Uh, come was it November fifteenth? That's the first mm-hmm. day. Like, don't you have to? There's only a certain number of tags out there for the purchasing after you get your hunting license, correct? Well, it, a hunting license and a tag are essentially the same thing. Like, it's oh. a it's a tag that you put on the deer that says like, "Hey, this I tagged this one." So that's well, what if you want to get two tags? I don't know what the limit is. Is there a limit, Clark? Um, so what I've done always is a combo license that puts me it allows me to get one doe and one buck and it opens up the season from bow hunting all the way through to so october 1st through december 31st i believe okay boom you can hunt the entire time so you can hunt there's rules that you have to follow within that time okay how do you get doe hunting licenses though is that separate from getting a buck yeah and that's usually it's sometimes depending on the population it's in a lottery system okay so like uh, i i actually ended up getting a doe license this year from a lot they had like 600 of them or something like that i don't know the exact number but it's through a lottery system and it's just like with bear they have bear permits as well but those are like that's like winning the mega millions in michigan like for real when you get a bear permit and this eight right one. here, yeah, has. Oh one. my god! But you know, I was thinking about it. Shooting a gun at a deer is like when Travis was talking about how he, you know, drew his bow back. And yeah, for the record, he hit that with a combo. Yeah. He hit that com- He killed that elk with a combo bow. Like yeah. that wasn't that wasn't like a gun, right? That was like. But that's something you have to because, like, even in my inexperience with like bow, hunt- I have no experience in bow hunting. I've never gone bow hunting before. But this year I want to do firearms, and then next year I want to do bow because bow is a different. I mean, you have to have the posture, you have to have the patience, you have to be able to draw it back without making a noise. Well, like what, um- actually, let me just say this: as a guy who's actually shot combo bows before and recurves, um. Hold on, let's just move them. Okay, there you go. We're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to figure out the mic situation as they're like looking like a big old like octopus all over the place. <laughs> um, the combo bows, like if yours is any way capable, it's going to be a nice, easy, quiet glide. Mm-hmm. The problem is a your breath and b your strength. Yeah, because like if you want that arrow to go on as straight a line as possible, that means you have to make it a harder and harder pull. And yeah. even though like the muscles needed to pull back the same amount of pondage are way less on a combo bow than a recurve, you still have to hold it steady once you get there, and right. that is not easy to do as you take aim at what you're looking to and you're hyperventilating. But like th- I have never been there, but I can. Im- I've shot a combo bow, so I can't imagine. I can imagine what it's like when you're out there doing it, getting all nervous and stuff, yeah. holding that bow, your arms starting to shake. Yeah. Oh. Well, and the thing is, is because like with a compound bow, you're in complete control. Like you are in control. Where, yes. uh, like a gun, you're in control too. But it's literally a, a pull of your finger to where with a bow, like and and uh, I got this new. Oh, see? oh man, it's like a little trigger though. Like, it's a little it, trigger. Yeah, and yeah. You just, I mean, you pull it back. Like obviously, your, your glove type of thing. Yeah, obviously, your face. Yeah. Uh, points change. I've never but, shot a bow. Yeah, so Ever. I went from here and back to here. You guys can see that in radio. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> 
But that's the thing. I watched my dad do it growing up. I remember watching him doing it and just being so amazed because it's like, you know, and for the people who are anti-hunters, their go-to argument is always anybody can shoot a gun. Anybody can point it at something and shoot it. And I agree. I think that there is a level of patience to it. There is a level of determination and knowing what you're doing in shooting a gun. But for the most part, a large percentage of the population can do that successfully. When you go to bow hunting, you're factoring in wind. You're factoring in, you know, your pole speed and strength because you don't want to do it too fast. You it's such a there's such an art and you form need, to and it. And you need the space. Like you can't can't yeah. just be laying down like yeah. you have to be aside from the brush. If you're sitting at a tree oh, gosh, and, yeah. and, and down, yeah. yeah, like yeah, and then you, know, you got to stand up quiet right. to get to one knee or both or however yeah. you're gonna do it. It's like there's a lot more to bow hunting than there is. To- but it's like it's a happy place. I don't. I think it's because I grew up in that environment that like for me sitting in the woods. Like I went up north uh, two weekends ago to watch my son's football game, and even being in the town. That I that I used to grow up in, it's like man, things are so much calmer, so much like more relaxed, so much more like I I hate to say podunk in a negative way, but it's very like an at home feeling. And then when you get in the woods to where like it's a certain level of quiet, and I don't know if you've experienced it, a certain level of quiet to where your ears are making a buzzing noise because they're searching for something to hear. Like, your yeah. ears get to a certain point where it's so quiet. That's tinnitus, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's tinnitus. Yeah, ask Lars. He's got that. But it's like a certain to where you're, like, you're, you're constantly, you're like, I don't hear anything. Like, even in here, you could hear the computer monitor. You could hear, you know, you could hear yeah. traffic. When you're in the woods like that, it's a certain level of calm that is just, that's worth it in itself. Getting the buck or getting the deer is awesome. But I just feel like I've learned within the past couple of weeks and with talking to Travis and with talking to my dad, there's such a big difference between firearms and, and bow hunting. And I want to I want to be able to experience both. But, yeah, I mean, if, uh, if you want to hear good hunting stories, go see uh go see travis at charlotte shoe repair and you got your uh your big old boots i did yeah they looked like mickey you know mickey mouse boots you mean like the galoshes looking ones that are styrofoam and thick as hell we wore when we were five yeah like the big i mean uh, the boots that uh that girls wear now that look like kitty galoshes but are apparently all the rage yeah like, like 400 pair 400 dollar boots that look just like galoshes except now they have the burberry design yeah or the like the louis vuitton design or yeah. something they're not waterproof yeah they're not waterproof yeah. oh my god like literally span could put his leg in this boot and i feel like it hides it off from the world for so long that you would never have to wash your feet again. It like it, it encompassed it so much. That's a disgusting idea. I know, but all. it's so protected. <laughs> nah, so protected. Nah, like literally, bruh. I feel like you they could. They look like really nice boots. Yeah, they, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> they are, and they're like certified to like negative forty. That's what I'm saying though. Like, like you could put your foot as long as it's in that boot in a time capsule for twenty decades, and your foot would come out just as brand new. It wouldn't come out brand new. It would come out smelling like a foot that's been in there twenty years. Lord have mercy. I'm to just say I can't even do twenty four hours in that boot without being like, all right, this is a concern. Yeah. I had to spray some some Febreze and some prayer what down I there loved, or something. What I loved about... Give me some of that can of prayer. Yeah, I need a can of holy water. I'll figure it out, man. That stench coming out of that boot. I look Keeping at, my foot nice and warm as I trek through whatever the oh hell God. type of super You could quiet. go through anything. Anything. Ugh. Like, you could walk on a bed of nails and you'd be fine. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. You could walk through fire, 
walk through ice, walk through demons. I just the don't. The devil could be chasing. I just don't want snow on my shoes anymore when I'm trekking the nine inches of snow yeah. into the station. Bye, well, Clark. Bye, Clark. Have a good and day, Clark. And that's the thing, man. Is like with those boots. Like you look at those boots. Those boots look like you could take a hammer to it, and it'd be like, give me another. Like, I'll bet that's part of the testing process. Yo, you went. They're dropping microwaves from like five feet, <laughs> ten feet, twenty feet. You went in. Can you feel it, bro? I can't feel it, bro. I ain't feel nothing, bro. Yeah. I just, uh, I look at it and I'm like, man, like you picked the strongest boots. I picked the could. one that Travis recommended. Like the first pick I made was this other company. And, uh, and I just thought those were the ones. Yeah. And he was like, well, you're looking for this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And so he sent me over this other boot. And I was like, I totally, tr- I trust you, Travis, whatever yeah. you say, man. And I tried it and it fit way better than the original pair I was fondling in certain videos that could or could not be posted in the near future <laughs> depending on our availability and time because there's a lot of demands on our time in this building yeah but uh yeah it was the boot feels amazing I look forward to having both boots the nice thing about these boots I can actually tuck my jeans into hey Terry Hello. I, I can actually tuck my boots into I mean my jeans into my boot so it's like I protect my jeans from being wet mm-hmm. and my feet from getting wet in winter time which will be nice when we're up to that 18 inch of, we're like those two foot piles of snow because oh, the people who like push the snow up yeah. they always make it a big pile right in front of our door yep. so you gotta traverse like this hill of snow before you can get into the building I feel like this is an episode of Cheers like first we had Clark walk in now Terry's here you, you know what else he tucks into his jeans to keep it from getting wet what? Sometimes hey, he tapes his it. shirt. <laughs> I was like, I'm scared of this path, but hey, I'm not the one who has to talk to HR. <laughs> Lovely seeing you guys. When you when you get done goofing off in here, yep. uh, I need to see you guys in my office. All right. Okay. Oh God, that's not ominous at all. Oh, oh my God, God. Now see, this is the problem. This and is Terry's problem. gonna listen to this, and he does this every now yep. and then. He's like, Yep. Hey, uh, when you're done, I need you to come in my office and close the door when yep. you do. It's like. Now, see, what on earth is going down now? He just lit off a C four bomb that yes. just went off, and now we're trying. No, to no, pick no. Up he the lit pieces. off. He lit off a C four bomb. He, no, he 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 <laughs> took a C four bomb, set it in here, and set the timer for thirty eight minutes yep. from now. Said, and, see and you he, later. And he knows you can't leave the building, so you just got to deal with whatever yep. happens when that bomb blows up. Yep. No, but we decided to move studios, thinking that it was gonna keep people out. <laughs> like I don't mind people coming in. It adds to the content, and it adds to the the sometimes. Like, like you and I can hold our own, but it's like it's good to have that surprise that comes in. But we actually moved from my office to here because I just I wanted more of a studio feel. I feel like the sound is a little bit better in here. It's dark in here. Lately, I've been going through these phases to where I thought about turning my lights off in there and just letting the sunlight come in. I just want the sunlight. So it's nice to uh, have a change of pace. Let us know. It's only dark in here because we didn't turn the lights on. I know, but uh, you know what? After, I always prefer the lights off. I know. And at first, I was like, "Why the hell does he do?" And now I'm used to it. Like now, <laughs> when it gets dark at 4 p.m., maybe then turn a the light on or something. Right. But I, I like it. It's like it's got that like this is a comfort zone 
almost. And light, like those types of lights aren't bad, but the fluorescent lights are like I can't deal with it. Like the I don't ones, like either one. Both of them feel awful, not natural. Just, yeah, it's just like what's coming in right now. I enjoy the natural sunlight. Okay, but anything other than that, it's just like like I don't need all these lights on. But yeah, I, the I'm, lights are great for when we actually have something to do yeah. that needs light. But when yeah. I'm on the air, I just I want as zero lights available as possible. If I can make it pitch black in here, mm-hmm. like you know what I'd like? I'd like for all the pots to be illuminated like on the board. That would be awesome. You like you put lights next to the sliders and stuff. Ooh. So everything and put a put little lights LEDs around. underneath it. Yes. There you yeah. go. So then all the light just comes out of the tools that I actually need and yeah. everything else is pitch black. When I worked at a, I worked at a radio station in South Bend and the whole entire room had the soundproofing, you know, boards up and everything. Mm-hmm. But underneath the console, it was lit, and there was a remote control where you could change the color. It was so cool. Oh, it was just that's like, pretty nifty. It adds, like, like you look at this board here, and, and if you've been to the radio station before, you know we don't have the most up-to-date in technology, okay? And, and 99% of radio stations I was about don't. to say most, because yeah. every yeah. time new technology comes out, right. they're like, hey, we have this brand new board. It does this, this, and this. Yep. Okay, what's the price of the board? $106,000. Yeah, and nuts. the radio station's like now nah, we got one that's good all you need is a board and an engineer and yep. the board you have from 1965 yep. will be fine I until mean, the end of the universe when i got here i looked around and i was like there's some outdated equipment but you know what it works just fine and that's the thing but adding little lights like led lights like even in here would make it look more more techy, i guess or whatever or more up to date i think know? of tron i always think of tron but when you wait do you know what tron yes is? i know what okay. tron is yeah but when you look around this room itself is very 1990s. Like, if you were to close your eyes and someone was to flash you the Men in Black thing and reset you, you would think, literally, there's nothing in here that's post-1990. <laughs> yeah, the CRT 13-inch television up I in know. the sky. That's the other thing. Like, Kevin, I love you. Why do we have these, these CRT TVs well, in here? because they were put there, and Kevin would have to take them down. And yeah. Kevin, has Kevin, the engineer, has so much in yeah, his day. Like, yeah. why would he spend time with that? Like, we have set, we have CRTs in the air in, like, so many studios in this building. And, like, that require work for him to take them all down. Yeah. So I, I thought about it. taking mine down in the studio just because – but then I would break something, and then yes. I would be in trouble. Yes, so. yes. But, no, I, I think that, you know, with moving studios, it's just – it's a nicer feel in here. Um, I don't mind people coming in and out of the door. It, it, it adds to the show, and um, – yeah, so I think it adds it totally adds to the atmosphere. Yeah, we took a little bit of break, uh, and I will take full responsibility. I'm about to say for that. we didn't take a break. You took a break. Um, well, last time I checked, this is like a a work marriage. So when I take a break, you take a break. So uh, you, you didn't. Okay. okay, let me and let me preface this. Span did not have a choice. Well, he did. He could have done the show by himself, like I've done before. But Span had no choice in the sense of. Uh, Hey, we're both taking a break. I told him I needed a mental time out. Uh, there were some things that were happening here work-wise that I needed to sort out schedule-wise. And now that we've gotten that down and we've come to an agreement as to what we're going to do moving forward, it's made it uh, it's made it way uh, less stressful on my end. Until so, you decide to change the parameters again. Or you could just take the compliment <laughs> and say thank you. So I was going to compliment you and say, you know, thank you for working with me. But now, you freaking jerk. I'm not saying crap. <laughs> no, but recently I've been making I I don't want to be the guy that makes one change and I'm like I've been making a lot of changes in my life. But I uh, I I, I uh 
I'm going to make an impulse decision today whether you tell me to do it or whether you tell me not to because that's just how I am. I was about to say, it doesn't matter what I, I say. I if you've decided you want it, you're getting and it. And I even tested it yesterday. I, uh, I've i always had this fascination with getting my nose pierced. I don't know why. What? Yeah, like just like a hoop. Like, uh, like, uh, like oh, Lenny so- Kravitz. Okay, okay. Why? I don't know. I don't know. And yesterday, so my wife has hers pierced, okay? And she had, like, leftover, like, hoops or whatever that she hadn't put in her nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can put them in. You know how you can, like, fold them together and put them in your nose where it looks like you have one? So I looked, and I was like, yeah. you know what? That's not a bad look. And then ever since then, I'm like, man, I just want to go get it done. I just want to go get it done. All I, I see when I see a nose ring is golden boogers. That's all I see. And every time I see someone with a nose ring, all I can think of is that something else in my nose I have to negotiate. That's all I think of. And then we actually had, well, there's a set of circumstances where we shared company with a band and a member of the band, oh, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, and a member of the band had a piercing in the nostril. And this band member was prone to... While we were in this band yes. member's company, I'm not designating male or female, but while this person was in our company, was prone to literally taking two fingers, going into the inner side of their nose ring, looking for elements, picking them out, and then looking at them, and then flicking and shaking their finger while we are in their company. This person was wholly aware of the fact that this behavior was uncouth, and everything about it said, I don't care what you think. I'm doing this. I'm digging for green gold, and you're just going to have to figure it out. Did you see the gold fall? Because I did during the interview. I didn't. Okay, now I got to be careful because I'm going to... Ugh. It wasn't green. It was like white. It was. Like, but during while I was asking this person a question, yes, that did happen. And now you're oh making me completely God. doubt that I should get this. That this is a good idea. Look, dude. If you, I mean, I guess I'm, just it, I'm gonna do it. Anyway. I was about to say you're gonna do it anyway. But like, I'm thinking for the person who actually. I don't know. Does a thorough like mental discussion before they pursue a, a line of course, uh, like. Are you the type who has to blow your nose like 17 times no. a day? I don't get sick a whole lot, okay, man. Then, I mean, you ain't got to worry about that so I, much. I just... I, and it's not even about being sick. Some people just snotty people. Their body produces yeah. a lot of mu- mu- yeah. uh, mucus. My I'm body is like that so bad, but it's to the point where he does this. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, you're going to make me sick. But when I do it, it's okay. Like, you know how you could do certain things? That, that's like, the, that, whenever you decide to write your autobiography, mm-hmm. the title should be, but when I do it, it's okay. <laughs> because that's the entirety of your life. No, but I'm saying, like, if you had a booger in your nose and you picked it, you wouldn't gross yourself out. That's but what I'm I saying. I wouldn't pick it. Like, what's what funny, it? what's funny is... Like, I have scratched the inside of my nose, mm-hmm. okay? But I have always done it in a manner where, like, I knew my nose was clear. Mm-hmm. If there is the uh, the even remote appearance <laughs> of an element 
inside my nostrils, <laughs> then the inside of my nose is off limits. Did okay? you know that you can? And I wash my hands three to four times a day, irrespective of whether I have to eat, whether I've used the bathroom. Those are just bonus washes. <laughs> so I wash my hands about seven, eight times a day on average. And I don't mean just like, oh, lather. No, no, no. Like I'm like lather. Uh-huh. I'm between the fingers on both ways. That's probably why you I'm get sick around so much. And around You're too and around. Clean. No, I got sick this past summer just because my body was like, you do for some stuff, so we just gonna shut you down. <laughs> Everything at but once. Like, but like, yeah, it just, nah, man. I, I, I've been very fortunate. I think I've probably had colds, like authentic colds that had nothing to do with allergies. Yeah. Probably three times in the last I want to say seven, eight years. Yeah. I've had the flu zero times. I've mm-hmm. only been inoculated Man, twice. You, you know those people. What's crazy to me is I'll, uh, I'm knocking on wood, okay? Um, I had the flu one time in my life. I was in the eighth grade. Ugh. Haven't had the flu since then. Me too. I know people that get the flu every year. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Every year, man. I can't even imagine. And the flu, like when when cold season comes around, I get so scared from a parent aspect because- Well, for you, if your kids are three little, uh, what do you call them? Like the, you put bacteria in them and the bacteria proliferates. Seriously. Incubators. Your yeah. three kids are little incubators And then we've got other illness. kids that are coming from- from school, yes. coming from daycare, yes. coming from other places, coming from school events, yes. coming from friends' house. Every time you are exposed <laughs> to your child, you are exposed to everybody they've been exposed to mm-hmm. that day and everybody those people have been exposed to today. Yep. So it's like, that's why in school kids were always sick. Yeah. Because there's always some other kid who had a cold and would get somebody else You want to know class. how bad it can get? Get lice. Lice spreads like wildfire. I have never been around kids with lice. I've never had lice, uh-huh. but like I can't even remotely imagine what that would be I like. I think to I get had lice, lice when I was like in the third grade or something. I don't remember. But what is worse than lice? What is the possible worst thing that you could ever have in your house that you don't want inside of your house? It has nothing to do with sicknesses. It's fleas. I had an incident. Okay. Oh my God. I had an incident where we lived in this apartment. It was my wife and I. And this apartment, you ever like look back at where you lived and you're like, I'm surprised we made it through that. <laughs> we, yes. We lived in this apartment. I shared apartment. company with mice before. See, that's another thing. Though we, there's several. We're going to go through all of them. Yeah. My wife and I lived in this apartment together. And next door to us was a guy who literally, so when you walk out, there was a piece of grass that is about as big as this counter, which for measurement, it's probably five. You mean a patch of grass? A patch of grass. Okay. Like five by 10 foot patch of grass. Okay. It wasn't green anymore. It was brown from the amount of dog poop that had piled up because the owner refused to pick it up. Not for a day, not for <sighs> weeks, not for months, but his whole entirety that he was there. Okay. So we actually had a line where we would pick up our dog poop and he didn't pick up his. Um, the place next door to us uh, smelled like Cheech and Chong to the max. They were growing in there, which I have less of a problem with growing and more of a problem with it smelling like dog poop. Yes, and, because in order for yeah. in order to grow in order to grow green yeah. of any kind, you yeah. have to provide an environment that allows them to to proliferate. Right. So you can't just So this place that we had, um, we decided because the carpet was very, very rough and the apartment complex was unwilling to uh, replace the carpet. So I actually paid my own money to get like the 
uh, peel and stick flooring, you know, that looks like wood, but it's not really wood. Yeah. What I didn't know is that the owners before must have had a flea problem and that fleas have a tendency to lay eggs and the eggs can stay dormant for months. Oh my God. And when you lift up carpet or you lift up something where the eggs are underneath, that creates growth and that means that fleas become alive. And it was the worst month and a half, two months experience in my entire life when it comes to living. Because with flea eggs, it's not one little flea pops out. I think the statistics was like a thousand per egg or something. Like an, what? It's an insane amount. Yeah, and actually, I want to Google it because I don't want to be completely incorrect. Um, Dude, if it's just one per egg and there's five yeah. fleas in your home, that already has me like, oh my god, that's disgusting. Yeah, it was. Uh, how many fleas in one egg? Um, fleas lay up to fifty eggs a day, which is equal to their body weight. How many fleas are in an egg? Um, it doesn't it doesn't how long does it take for for uh, flea eggs to hatch oh god it's just a um, flea can lay they up can to lay 50 tw- eggs in a day which they, is equal yeah. to their body weight yeah do you do anything on earth in a day that produces a body weight of something well here's the thing they can uh, they can uh, they can lay up to uh, 50 eggs per day there's only one flea in an egg okay but 50 eggs per day okay so when you think about that um, and so yeah, we, we put the new, new stuff down and the next thing, you know, it was a day or two later and, uh, you know, we didn't peel up the carpet. We had a family member peel up the carpet and I don't think that, that they, um, that they paid attention to like yeah. seeing the eggs or whatever. Um, the next day the dog was like scratching and scratching and we're like, what the hell? And then it was just like, it was literally, this was before the triplets were born it was literally an infestation, dude. Like it was, it's something that I would be embarrassed to admit this, but I'm not because it's something. Because it didn't originate with you. It didn't originate with us. And the other thing is it was so uncontrollable and unpredictable. Like I had no idea that underneath the carpet there was eggs and that they like, I, I just knew that something upset the fleas and it was hell, man. Um, fleas don't bite everyone. They only bite like certain people. I don't know. Like I got bit a lot. So I would be using the toilet and all of a sudden I'd be like, what the hell was that? And it was a flea biting me. And then I remember it was just so when you get rid of fleas, you can't just spray the dog and it all goes away. No, you can't. It'll, it'll kill the, the eggs or the fleas that are on the dog. Yeah, but more but, will just hop on. Once oh it my fl- God. It didn't. It was a month and a half, man. And, like, my wife and I spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars. It finally got to the point to where we took everyone out of the house. And <clears throat> I don't know exactly the company or what or what brand it was, but we bought, like, this canister. And we fumigated the whole entire house. And that's what killed it off. But, dude, the, now I have PTSD from it. In the sense of sometimes I'll be, because I'll never forget that moment. I was peeing, and all of a sudden, I saw a little tiny, little almost microscopic black thing jump on my leg. And then I was like, what the? So now there's times where I'm going pee, and my leg will start itching. Because it's like my brain goes back to that moment. It was the worst. Next to bed bugs, which I went to a a friend's house that had bed bugs, which is just as bad. Um, Wait, you went to a friend's house that had bed bugs? Up in northern Michigan, I was like 18 years old, and we had like a Call of Duty night. Did you know he had bed bugs? Not until the next morning when I woke (gasps) up and I had red dots all over me. Yeah, and I couldn't understand what happened. And my dad told me, yeah, that's bed bugs. Don't go over there again. 
And we had to make sure that all my clothes were clean. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Check the car. Yes. Yes. And it sucked because I I don't think I told him because at that point he he had to have known. You know what I'm saying? He probably had And it's embarrassing. I didn't want to embarrass him. I didn't want to embarrass his family. So I didn't say anything. But yeah, I mean, between bed bugs and fleas, like there's just. But like, you didn't want to embarrass him. But like, there's remedies for that, okay? Yeah, there is. Like, there's stuff you can do. Like, light the I, mattress on fire, get a new one, and clean every little piece of clothing you have in your house. I mean, you can also just put a plastic. <laughs> last I heard, I'm not even joking. I heard you can put a pl- one of those plastic casings around yeah. your mattress. Yeah. And like, it's annoying to sleep on, but, but it basically suffocates everything in there. Yeah. And then. You clean everything, yeah. and that mattress has to go. Yeah, like you leave the plastic on it, and you piece it the hell out. Yeah, and you just you you clean everything like all day. You just clean there's everything. Something, there's something to be like. Don't ever take for granted living in a clean house or going to a. Oh friend's my! House I do place. not. I do not. Like now, I'm to the point now where like if I like see in like a Facebook picture like someone's ooh, house ooh, is ooh, like kind of wonky, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can't visit. Yeah, like I can't. I'm not get. I'm not walking. Walking out of some house with bed bugs. I knew a friend of mine, she lived in a house where a friend of hers, well, she had a roommate and the roommate had a friend. The roommate's friend had scabies because at her house, they didn't clean. So wow. her house had, she had scabies and scabies gets in your clothes, on your skin. And then wherever you go, it just jumps off and joins. So Ugh. that girl would come over with her unshowered, Yo, unkept ass and she would the- come and hang out. And like, like at first, my friend who told me about this, she didn't know, like she just knew she had itching issues. She didn't know what Ugh. was going on. And then the roommate told her, cause he was kind of a clown. He was like, oh, well she has scabies. So, that's probably what happened here and he and my, my friend was like wait, wait 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 you didn't tell us you don't no. just brush past that yeah 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 now i could be telling the story a little wrong but uh-huh. i do know the roommates look goofy and not, doesn't pay attention to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and you know when you're young right like and you haven't experienced this kind of nonsense yeah like maybe you don't think about how awful it'll be yeah and then you're in it and you're like this is the most that's awful just, thing that's ever just like with me i didn't experience poison ivy till 30 and i didn't realize how bad it is i still have scarring from it like, it still hasn't healed all the way. Oh, my God. Like, it's healed in the sense of, like, it's flush with my skin, but it's just, like, I have, like, browning from the scars because yeah. of, But, like, I never thought... I was like, oh, yeah, you can just walk in the woods and nothing Yeah, but happens. I've never heard of, like, poison ivy or poison ogre, poison sumac, or whatever the hell you had. I've never heard of it being that bad. Like, I've heard yeah. of itching for, like, a day. Yeah. And then, like... But yours, Tammy like, had spread. It. Tammy had it on her face and was just like, oh, yeah... I probably like grabbed my beer after I was and like it cleared up. Tammy is like Tammy she's is, derived from a family of wolves. Yes, okay, like yes. T- Tammy she was raised my favorite. By, Tammy gives no rips about anything. No. Like she's like, eh, yeah. Eh. Somebody shot me in the leg, and, you know, yeah. it broke the bones. But like I'm walking today, I got therapy, so I'll be fine. But everybody, like, has I'm making, that one I'm person. making that story up. But like yeah. this, is, I mean, she is. Are you though? It's. <laughs> You I could just know. be randomly guessing. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so funny because, like, like, there's some people who just, there are people who grew up in the country and there's people who grew up in the country. Mm-hmm. And Tammy yeah. grew up in the country. But like, everybody knows that oh one person. God. Everybody has that one friend where it's like they don't mind getting a little dirty. And I respect that because we need more people like that. We need more people like Tammy who could get poison oh. ivy and just be like, 
That ain't no thing. Man, it's, ta- it's people like Tammy to save us when the zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. takes over. You know, she's, she's the one. I know how to set up a big old muskrat, muskrat yep. trap, trap these these dead walking things. I'm not worried about them. Yep. Mind you, she don't talk with that accent at all. She, when you look at her, you, you would, would never think guess. She's just like a 30 year old, yep. like mother of two, who's yep. just out here doing her thing. You don't know she could chuck a hay bale, <laughs> a hay bale at you and knock Wild you out from 30 paces. Yep. Right. She she won't drop her beer. Right. She won't drop a she won't drop a drop because yep. if she does she'll be upset yeah and and again Oof. i don't want to like upset and listen if you live in a house with bed bugs or fleas there that yeah i get help get help get help please get help dude i remember i wanted to have a ufc party at this apartment and i was going to invite my friends over and the day that we peeled up the carpet was the day that we kind of started to realize like man this carpet hasn't been picked up in a while and then i think it was shortly after that um I was like, man, I'm glad my friends didn't come over because like they oh, it would have been miserable. They come over, they get fleas, they take them back to their house. Yes. They put it on their pet. And you become the vector oh, for their flea dude, issue. It's just like it was an experience that like there is not enough flea products out there. There needs to be fl- there needs to be 50 more. Dude, there's so many like you can go on YouTube and come up with like and I have seen so many You know how many home remedies there are? There was one tour it was like put a bowl of water and it did catch some of them, but then like you're like these things are so tiny. Oh no, for for, for when you have it's one thing if you have a couple, it's quite another if you have an infestation. Because the thing oh, about man. bugs is they are just like humans in that they have like four basic functions. Eat, sleep, poop, and make more beings. That's yeah. literally the entire of their focus. So if you can get in the way of their eating, then you can totally mess up everything. Yeah. Like I got a, I got like a remedy for like if you have a whole bunch, if you have an ant infestation. Yeah. Apparently cornstarch is great. You put cornstarch out. Crazy though. It, yes, it's a food source, but much like us, their bellies can't digest it. Right. So they take the food source back home, yep. and everybody eats they it, it the and they all starve to death. But see, isn't it? You just mentioned something. You said our bodies can't digest. And that's like my problem with like my gluten. Like my body does not know how to digest it. So it just pushes it out of my system. But it doesn't just purge it from your system. It's an agonizing process the whole way. It's like your body four alarms, four alarm fires your whole body when you have two bites of gluten. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad that like people like you and Terry saw it a couple weeks ago when we went to that one place and they had those one wings that they said weren't gluten free or were gluten free and they weren't gluten free. And I got really sick. Yeah. Well, I'm such a good friend. I was the first one to ask as soon as we got there. I will give you that. And you said, can they ask? And I didn't make a beef. I was yeah. I was hungry as hell for these tasty ass yeah, wings. And I didn't beef at all because I was like, this is, him. this is him. And I've never seen you react to gluten. I heard you talk about it. And that's yeah. all I needed to know. Yeah. It's like, look, because I know if there's something that messes with me, mm-hmm. I want you to take care of making sure yeah. that I'm well. So I was like, let but me take care crazy, of my friend. Isn't it crazy, though, that like we think about like, like ants can't digest cornstarch, but yet humans weren't meant to digest wheat. We weren't meant to digest wheat or grains. We're not. We're, we're meant to digest to, meat and also, vegetables and also, fruits. Here's the question. Are we supposed to be drinking cow milk? Right. Right. Don't even get now, me going down now, that road. <laughs> we drink cow milk, but we've been drinking it for like, what, 200, 300, 400 years so now? So your body has become acclimated Yes. Yes. But like, we weren't originally supposed to. No. I, cow milk we're was just easy another, to produce because it's a massive animal producing all this fluid. But it's like the fact that it's in everything. Yeah. Like the fact that like you think quitting gluten's hard. I tried quitting dairy and like I have an addiction to cheese. 
I do. Like I, I, I. Cheese is amazing. Oh my god, it's the great. It's my one crutch. That and Pepsi. Like I need both of those things. Like I don't need them, but I need them. And when you think about like we're digesting another animal's source of nutrients and and goods for their kind, yes. not for us. It's so weird when you think about that. Like that. That is just so normal um yeah the i like we totally understand that when you're born the first six months are breast milk absolutely it's good for the mother good for the baby like boom 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 it's accepted but like for some reason we're like after that it's all cow i give my kids milk every night before bed and every morning Every morning they get a bubba, and every night they get a bubba. And you don't give them that bubba, you will see what hell is like. You will see the <laughs> gates of hell open up. I mean, they become dependent on it. But like even with me, like I was eating a bowl of cereal the other day, and I was like, I'm eating rice, like flavored rice, mm-hmm. and milks and like cow milk. It's just so weird. Like I, I don't understand why we never at any point thought to make an industry out of human produced milk like yo that's some weird yeah yeah Stephen king horror movie now see that's exactly the that's exactly the reaction that is so fascinating yeah like now mind you if the the very idea is almost borderline repugnant to most of society but like the fact that i just asked the question and as you as you sit there listening right now not art i mean the euphemistic you that's turning it tuning into this podcast you got on stitcher or apple music or apple podcast or wherever you got your podcast directly from you were like ew what a disgusting idea and that's the question why is it better for why is it better for us to drink cow milk than human milk if we started drinking human milk to begin with like literally Yo. i'm not asking that we do this thing i'm asking we should why though. don't we but here's the thing we donate plasma we donate blood why not donate milk that's a good question, man. And, and but know, I picture I when you said that, my mind automatically went to a factory setting of having the uh, the female sex like chained and like like how they do it with cows. And it just that's why. Yeah, no, I, but it wouldn't be chained. No, it no, would be, no. But it I would be automatically a room full in of my lavender brain. and candles <laughs> yeah. and soft couches. Yeah. And you know, like she could of course like just hold a baby to chill or to help stimulate whatever. Yeah. And it's like, but this will never happen. And you know what? I'm not entirely comfortable with the idea that it would. I would because I mean, uh, how do, how on earth do we and like the, everything about this podcast just went way weird. That's what's so because funny. Now I why can't is stop this weird? About it. Why are we? Why is it weird? Because that we I would think try it. This? I would try it. Like no, you wouldn't. Like a Wait, gallon you... of human milk put in the fridge, but then you don't know where it's coming. From. I don't know, well, would, man. But that's that's the whole thing. It would be tightly regulated. The yeah. diets would be watched. The women who participate. Yeah, it's like you've heard. Have you heard of that one? Um, okay, there's this one physical ailment you can have. It's very rare, but they have a cure for it. It will cure a, a treatment, okay. and it involves harvesting the human excrement of certain people. Like, okay, I don't know if you knew about this, no. but like, there's certain people who are eligible for this program, mm-hmm. and what happens is this pharmaceutical company like tests your body, and if you qualify, then you then have to like keep a food journal, and you have to eat certain things. You can't drink, you can't do any any type of drugs or whatever. You can't mm-hmm. smoke, but like. 
you can make $50,000 a year doing what? this. What? Yes. And what happens is you have to harvest your excrement. Right. And they give you special packaging to put it into. Uh-huh. And then you send it to them. They take that and they turn it into a special pill because that pill has a microbi- oh. macrobiotic that is specific only to people who have certain diets. You have to be healthy. You have to exercise regularly. You have right. to, like, it's a certain diet. Yeah. It's, it's vegetation. But you're getting paid for- 50 grand a year to do yes so. and that's on top of whatever job you do right this can just be your side project yeah but i mean when you go out you can drink, live you can't off drink. 50 grand believe me yeah right seriously right. so think I about would love it, it. <laughs> but i mean i mean so i mean you have to i mean there is the process you having to harvest like i would love to talk to someone who does this and having to harvest that it that would like, be awesome but literally this pill like it pro- it provides a certain stomach bacterium that some people in this condition can't produce right and the pill taken orally something like once a week or twice a month or maybe once I don't know it restores that that bacteria so to your crazy. stomach so they can digest regularly and, but I mean they're literally digesting the extracted bacterium of, of another person poop. right of but, another person but yeah Hey, but but that's perfectly fine. We can harvest poop, but we're scared to harvest yeah. breast milk from women. Yeah. Like it, and I'm not saying that we should. Please, let's be clear. I'm not saying that we should. I'm would asking you try questions. It? Would you here. try the milk? If it was regulated, hell yeah, yeah, I would. Like if I knew I could trust. The I stores. think it would give. I would give a, a, adult superpowers. Like not superpowers in the crazy sense, but superpowers in the sense of like that is the milk that we're supposed to have. So yeah, think about that. Yeah. Like think about like maybe it would cure my alopecia. I like I, I, my first reaction <laughs> in my head was like ridiculous, but I was like, you know what? You never know, right? You never know, right? Look at these babies that are on formula and they switch to breastfeeding, and it's like a different kid. Like it's like that kid gets what they need to survive. Like and yeah. there's and formula can only do so much, and formula is expensive. At the same time, though, like we've heard stories of those kids who were like breastfed till they were like nine. Yeah, and it's like, are, do, are they like super strong? Like I know, people? are they like, like Dwight from The Office, and they just like? <laughs> I'm not saying it's gonna it's gonna corrupt your character. Yeah, it is unusual to be breastfed like yeah. past your ability to multiply. But yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it is. Certain people do certain things in their homes. You know, God yep. bless. As long as the kids healthy, it's all. And as long and as you healthy, take care of the fleas it. right when they happen, you'll be good. Do whatever you want if in you, your home. If just you, if you have a flea <laughs> issue, yes, take care. Bed bugs, <laughs> scabies, any of that stuff. So we really did go into a real. Like, I know, I know. I'm good now. That wraps up this podcast. We'll have another no, no, one no, I, I, on I, Thursday. I have a question, and I have to bring up this question because oh, I've wanted to ask this question all week, but there was no podcast. Okay. Okay. I read a story recently. It's a hard pivot. Hard Hard, weird pivot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Michaels of Poison, um, his daughter, who like got a, I think a master's in jur- journal- journalism or something, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. She got her master's and decided she wanted to be a swimsuit model too. So she is currently on the cover of swims of SI. Okay, and I was like, hmm, that'd be a good question for Art. How would you feel if your daughter decided to become? A swim, swimsuit model. That like, wraps up this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's a deep dive, man. That's a deep dive. That's uh, 
Yeah. Okay. You I'm know, not, you, let me hold sit on, on it. Hold, hold let up, me hold, sit on it. I was. I was just. Let me think about. Let's it. leave that as a cliffhanger. Yep. For the next episode, <laughs> we will examine what art concludes. Yeah. With the I prospect. Think about that. Yeah. I can only imagine. And uh, but that is what we will kick off the Thursday edition of the podcast. Well, try to after we can pull it away from the everything about art show. Oh God. All right. Yeah. As you ask me a question, <laughs> ask me a question. All right. Thank you so much that's for called, listening. That's called. That's called like putting you between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. I'm a jerk. Yeah. And I don't have enough time to go into a deep dive about that right oh, now. Oh, we. Oof. But we will. We will yeah. in the next one. Lord we will have mercy. Hopefully, also have interviews dropping this week. Not gonna say who. Not gonna say what. We're gonna. We're really gonna drop them this week. Like this yeah. week. Yeah, we'll get them done this week. Yep. So we All will right. post those. And uh, yeah, as always, thank you so much for listening. Take us with you everywhere you go. Uh, download it and uh, share it with your friends. And we'll be back uh, sometime this week. So thank you. When, whenever Art gets the time. Oh God. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. <laughs>